0: But what was my biggest rude awakening, and again, this is where you can find beauty in disaster, beauty in disaster. I'm so grateful for what I'm about to tell you, because this was the reason that I stepped into my actual calling. I'm Natasha Zorick, two-time founder and self-made millionaire. This podcast is home to female founders, creatives, and change makers. If you're aspiring to think bigger and earn bigger, then you're in the right place. Get ready to tune into some honest takes on this crazy journey we call entrepreneurship. Hello, my sweet chicken angel, and welcome back to Tash Talks. Today, we are going to be unpacking the infamous origin story, but the remastered version, because we got a lot more depth to our story, girly pop. We got a lot more with two businesses scaled over a million dollars. Now the experiment, there's a tons to fill you in on. So I'm really excited to do this remastered version. I have about three main lessons that I really want to hit home to through my journey, which I know you're going to connect to, but there's probably going to be tons of gems that pop up as I go through the story. So let's let's get cozy. Let's put our phone on. Do not disturb. Go get your drink if you haven't already. Me, I got my coffee with a dash of oat milk right next to me. It's currently 127 p.m. So if it was five or any time later than that, I would have my chilled glass of Pinot. Okay, so grab your drink and let's get into it. Who doesn't love a compelling story of entrepreneurship. So, Bebe Tash, where where did my journey begin? When did I know I was going to be an entrepreneur? Why did I become an entrepreneur? What was my breaking point? What was my aha moment? Let's just start from there. At a young age, I always strived for greatness. It primarily was sports. I was a big basketball girly, okay, shooting the hoops. And I was doing that mainly for my dad. That was a dream he wanted me to live. And as I was approaching university, I really started to face a identity crisis of, oh my gosh, I am living my life for my parents' aspirations, for my parents' path that they have so strategically and intentionally created for me. And I sat there and it hit me in the face that I was no longer happy in my teen years. I was just... I was about to go pro. He wanted me to to, to go down that path. He wanted me to be a straight A student and get tutoring and just like absolutely crush it, get all these scholarships. And I had this internal battle within me because I was not living my dreams and my passions. I was living my parents and I know for a fact, so many of you can resonate with that. All right. This is going to tie into one of our biggest lessons in this episode, but I know you can. And that's a very hard thing to go through when you have to break beyond that path. It can cause a lot of tension. We also have our teen hormones running through our bodies. We can be a little extra sassy. I know I was. And it just caused a lot of uncomfortable dynamics in the household. Um, My parents are my best friends. They always have been. They always will be. I love them to death. We have an incredible family. Um, I have one older sister, Alex. So it can cause a lot of uncomfortable dynamics in the home when you start to evolve into your your purpose right your purpose that is not the the purpose that your parents saw for you so that can cause a really uncomfortable dynamic in the household right because you are you are trying to spread your wings and figure out your path and do what feels good for you but you don't want to step on your parents toes right because you feel like you owe them so much because in a way we do like they're your parents they've done so much like you are their life in so many ways So it's this big, uncomfortable phase that I feel like a ton of us go through and especially entrepreneurs. So I just want you to know you're not alone. I went through that phase as well. So yeah, in high school, I was very dedicated to basketball. That's where I had my focus. I had my determination. I had my hustle. That built up a lot of character. And if any of you can resonate, any athletes here, I'm so grateful because it built up leadership. I was team captain often. Um, It built up communication. It built up that resilience that you can have and really that perseverance of like getting after a goal and really, really fighting and have a lot of heart within it and have a lot of integrity. It helped me realize the art of mastering your craft, doing the work outside of the gym, right? And so I'm very grateful for that because it did build up my character and I can directly reflect that on a lot of my characteristics um, right here, right now within my business. So I'm about to go into university. Okay. And at this point, that's when we had that awkward phase of like, listen, I do not want to pursue basketball, but I will never forget Okay, and I'm sure again, a lot of you can resonate the talk with your parents when you had to close that chapter that they really wanted for you, whether it was a specific program they wanted you to go into within university or a different career path, or if it's sports, whatever it is, but I had the talk that I'm no longer going to be pursuing that and instead I made a promise that I was going to be um, top of class, I would graduate, I would have an incredible job throughout university and after, and I made my goal list of 2017. And I've, I've posted this. If you want to head over to my Instagram at natasha.zoric and you go to my story, you will see that exact screenshot. I wrote out my goals and I presented, I gave a presentation to my dad. It was that deep. I was that scared. Okay. And I said, I have minimum of $10,000 in my savings. Once I graduate my undergrad, graduate with a 7.0, 8.0 and cum laude or magna cum laude, which is top of class, have a stable job right out of school. And I put government because where I am, I'm in Ottawa, Canada. And that, the Ottawa, it's the Ottawa dream. That's what I like to call it because it's a government town. It's the capital of Canada where we have parliament. Okay, we have all the politicians. So that is the dream job. I said, get into my master's because that's what I was always told, right? I just thought that was the option. Buy a condo within three years. Become rent-free. Have $20,000 saved up by the time I'm done my master's. Be debt-free two years after school's done. I wrote those goals because I knew it's what my dad wanted to hear. I knew it's what my parents wanted to hear. And I didn't sit in the feeling of, what the fuck do I want? Because I didn't even figure that out yet, right? We're young. I'm talking, I'm about... What 17, 18 here? Who we don't know and or have that all figured out. So I was creating a goal list because I thought that was the goal list that I had to do. I knew that's what felt right and that that would people please almost my parents. It would. I was a people pleaser in that sense. I, I really wanted to make them proud. And I think something that a lot of us can connect with and and relate over is what do we do in our teen years and our younger ages what have we what do we do to make ourselves proud right we start to find that self discovery after those awkward phases after we blossom and we spread our own own wings but i'm really grateful that i did ask myself that question sooner than rather later in my early 20s or right before my 20s cuz it's what has put me in this position here today and i'm so grateful so there I am, right? I'm about to go into school. Okay. I'm shaking in my boots. I'm cutting off that cord and that dedication that my dad is like obsessed with that basketball career. It just super wasn't for me. And I then made the proposal and I said, I am going to have these goals. Here's the presentation. Here's the plan. And as he likes to say, God bless Terry, make a plan, work a plan. And so I did just that. And within my first semester of university, I got a government job. It was called F-SWEP. It was a program. My sister did it as well. And I was on top of the world because I was making a great part-time wage and income for a student. Before that, I was working at Sport Experts selling shoes and just like a traditional 18, 19-year-old, you know, those jobs in and out. Um, but I got a government job and I settled down into that and I rocked that job for four whole years throughout my university degree. And it was great. It provided exactly what I, what I needed it to do. It built my resume up and I went all in. I loved my school. I loved my degree. I went to university I'm 9% of entrepreneurs with a business degree, and I love that. Now, I don't think you need a business degree to be successful in entrepreneurship, but I'm very grateful to have it because I actually leverage it all the time. I specialized, I did communications and business, and I specialized in marketing. Where are my SWOT analysis girlies at? Okay, I'll be using that little framework in my masterminds and my one-on-one. It's great. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Am I right? I love a good SWOT analysis. All right. So I went all in. I went into university. I crushed it. You know, I didn't get crazy 90s all the time in every program. Listen, accounting wasn't for me. I swear to God, I brought a Bible one time to class because I was sweating. I am not a math girly. I'm a money girly, but I'm not a math girly. And I started to do the damn thing. My dad was proud. I was exactly about to climb that corporate ladder. And As I approached and got into my fourth year and I'm following, I just took my nature of hustle and dedication and I applied it so heavily to the gym and to my degree, I I reaped the rewards in a a nice way. And my dad was very proud. I felt really good. Um, But then this is where my journey into entrepreneurship kind of started to come into play. I was faced with, yet again, that identity crisis in fourth year, which again, I'm sure, I'm sure you can resonate with this, that when now you're in this phase of this this was the path that you just, you had in your head, you thought about it, you thought about it strategically before you applied, enrolled, paid all this money to be into, in school for, and then you're faced with the reality when you're getting older and you're about to graduate that oh my fucking god i don't want to do this is this what i want to do like you get cold feet for your career and i went through that and it was pretty rough my fourth year because i would cry so much to my sister and i was like i i i i don't know what i want to do but what i i know what i don't want to do is build another fucking communications plan. That's for sure, girly pop. At this point, I was working at Service Canada, and then I was working in Global Affairs Canada, which is the most sought-out, sought-out department in the government of Canada. You have the potential to travel. It's a lot more fun work. It's international. It's just, it's, it's a vibe. And I remember when I announced I got that, I had so many of my fellow peers and people in university asking if I could connect them to someone in the department. So many I had random emails from a friend of a friend of, Hey, can you get me in there? It was all about connections. Cause remember the job I had was the Ottawa dream. So I was faced with this internal battle of, I feel ungrateful. I feel lost. I'm confused. I have no direction of where I want to go. Starting a business wasn't even a thought at that point. But all I knew was I was unhappy and I did not see my life in that nine to five world. So what did I do? This was the determining factor of what actually started my business because it's what led to the favor that changed my life. One day as I was crying into a glass of Pinot, okay? I was like, and FaceTiming my sister. I'm like, girl, like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do you see me as? Like, tell me, give me some options. Please, 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 please give me some options. Because like, if I cross that stage, if I cross that stage as I graduate, and I'm going to be going into a career that I am miserable in, I don't think, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just, I'm making a promise to myself right now. That's not what it's going to be. It's not. And it was kind of an empty promise because again, I had no direction. So I decided to get into consulting. I was like, okay, I see that more as a power move. I want to have more, grit in my job, more meaning. I want to have more power. I want to have more leadership. I want I want to be sweating at my job. I like go, go, go. I like a lot of pressure. I really like to perform. And again, that's probably that competitive nature that I had from my upbringing with sports and basketball. I loved that. So I, I was lacking with the safety and the comfort and the day-to-day in the government. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just super not for me. And so I got into consulting and what did I do? I wanted to wow. I wanted to create what I like to say white space, which is your unique, if in our entrepreneur world, your unique selling factor. How can you make yourself just a little bit different? So I did two things here. I printed out some resumes and I printed it on a really, really nice, thick stock paper. And it was a little, had a little bit of a light hue to it that was different than stark white because I wanted it to stand out. And I wanted it to show that, hey, I'm willing to invest and stand out here. Okay. Here's how I'm going to be a little bit different. It's the devils in the details. And I've applied that within my, both my businesses to this day. And then the second thing that I did was I created a website for myself. I wanted to have a digital front for myself. That was a little bit of a more wow factor. So you can, if you want to go traditional and look at the really nice, polished, well-printed resume, you can. But I also have my own website that goes a little bit more in depth of my portfolio. I wanted my own personal LinkedIn. So I did just that and I started to post on LinkedIn. I got countless interviews. I actually landed a few jobs. It was awesome and I I started I started to get that fire. I started to get that fire again and I was like, okay, we're in it. okay, we're getting out of the government. I think at this point I was about to graduate in about like six to seven months. So, the pressure was getting real. I was going on countless, countless interviews. And then, you know, that can take some time. And I remember one day, one day, this, the website was the first thing that creation that was the determining factor in my journey. The website was the first step in my path changing forever. The second step here, was when my friend Jenny, who owns a successful, the most successful clinic in Ottawa, she's a a cosmetic nurse, she saw my personal website. She lived in my building and we're friends and we're just hanging out. She's like, oh my God, wait, girl, you can build websites? I'm like, well, not really. I just did this for fun. I explained why for my resumes. I want to get into consulting. And she asked this one favor, the favor that changed my life she said, do you want to build my clinic's website? I think that would be fun. And without any expectations or hesitations, I said, yes. Oh my gosh, that'll be so fun. I thought that was going to be creative. It was going to be different than all the communication plans I was doing. I was over it. Okay. I was over it. So I was like, oh wow, a little bit of creative work. Okay. At this point, I didn't know I had a creativity within me in that sense because I was just very analytical. I was very strategic. I was a big goal setter and I didn't really blossom into that more feminine side and that creativity side. So it was really nourishing for me. It was really eye opening. And as I started to create the site, I was so inspired I was like, wow, like this is fun. This is so fun. And I like hyper-focused. We all know that hyper-focus type of work hits different. And I I was in love with it. But at this point, I still didn't even put two and two together about starting a business. And I have to give a shout out here as well, because Brandon, my boyfriend, uh, we were together at that time still. And he was another big determining factor of why I went all in, why I quit. But I was explaining to him, I'm like, wow, like this feels really good. I'm getting creative. This is awesome. He's like, damn, that's, that's hype. Like, I'm happy for you. So at this time now, as we're approaching the end of the site, the end of the project, okay, um, my graduation's coming up. And then Jen was about to post the site so it goes live and she had a a pretty good following like over 10,000 followers. Ottawa's small. A lot of people pay attention to her. All my lash girls. Okay shout out to Maria. They all know her. Everyone knows Jen because um, like I said she owns the best she owns the best clinic in Ottawa. So the site is finished and about to go live and again I had no expectations and now we're very close to my graduation. It goes live and my DMs blow up. And overnight I turned my personal resume website into a business website and I called myself NZ Designing. That is where everything changed for me. I threw myself into this random business that I had no business doing, by the way, not an ounce of training on web design Adobe graphics, this Photoshop, nothing, nothing. I don't know who I was, but I was heavy on the audacity. Okay, that's what I'll tell you. And thank God I was—I had a dash, a dash of delusion because I wouldn't be here today. So you know what? We all need to add a little delusion into our life. Let that be actually one of the random lessons I have for you, okay? (laughs) So this website goes live. My inquiries, people are like, oh my gosh, this is gorgeous. I did her logo as well. And I make my in within the beauty industry in Ottawa, okay? And the first, after the first month in business, I made $10,000 cash. Do we remember my 2017 goals What I said that I wanted to have $10,000 cash in my bank account? I fucking manifested the shit out of that. That, I get chills every time I say that. I also worked for it, but that was a straight up manifestation. Straight up manifestation. The next month, I hit $10,000. And in that month, I also graduated and I walked across that stage. But the thing here was, a week before walking that stage, I signed my first contract within the government, full time contract, okay, for $61,000. That was a salary, fresh out of university, 21, anyone, anyone would dream about, okay? That was another manifestation, right? Because my 2017 goals that I had. Fast forward 2019, I did it. And I signed that contract and I cried, I cried, I cried. I felt such a disconnect i i I didn't really know even really why my emotions were so strong, and I just was I was miserable, and I felt this this feeling of being so fucking trapped, and like I was a disappointment because I, I was being pulled in two directions of. Okay, I'm doing what's secure and what has, feels so good in my I, my nervous system. What I'm told is right. What all my peers, my parents, everyone is saying. Oh my God, congratulations! Like you got the job. I was out earning tons of my fellow peers in, univer- in university their parents' salaries. Like like that was a big moment, right? Like big celebration. Like Tasha, you did it. You didn't even walk the stage and you signed a sixty one thousand dollar salary. Okay. Well, at the age of twenty-one, you, Miss Ma'am, are you're climbing that corporate ladder. You're good. You're going to be making a sweet hundred k salary by the time you're probably in your mid, late thirties, forties. Who knows? But you've made it. Congratulations! You have done the Ottawa dream. So I cried. I was so distraught over it, and. I'm sure you can resonate with this because I've never felt so much guilt for no longer desiring that path that you have chased for years. The path that all your peers are striving for. The path that your parents have paved for you. The path that felt like the only option until it wasn't the only option. And that's where that inner discomfort came and that inner
1: turmoil. Hey female founder, have you ever dreamed of the day where you could go all in on yourself, go all in on your million dollar ideas, bold thinking, desire to be a change maker and break the rules and norms. Go all in without second guessing yourself and resorting back to comfort, the comfort of asking for validation. Whether that's asking your coach, mentor, partner, biz besties, whatever it may be. But you fall into this need of getting almost a permission slip to be different, to be audacious. Well, we want to end that era right here, right now, by formally inviting you to the Social Experiment 2-Hour Live Lesson. This is an experiment Natasha conducted to help female founders step more into a self-led business model. Ditch the second guessing and ditch playing it safe. We challenge you to be an audacious leader and step into this new era of unyielding self-trust with us. Join us and the 50-plus women on Thursday, October 6th by purchasing your tickets that are linked in the show notes or over on our Instagram at Natasha Zorik, linked in our bio. See you there. So there I was. It's May 2019 now.
0: Freshly graduated from university, randomly started a design agency, also signed a secure $61,000 salary, cried over that secure job, also cried over my random business. And at this point, I was faced with two very different directions. Do I stay and sit in comfort and people-pleasing, or do I go all in on this un- known business. I chose discomfort. I chose it. I said no. And shout out again, I'm going to bring Brandon back. He was the one because he watched me start and get all creative and excited. He was the biggest person in my life at the time. And I'd like to say the only person besides him and my mom that were my number one supporters. He was a big reason as to why I quit because he was super supportive. He was encouraging. He has such an entrepreneurial um, energy to him. He is one right now, runs a very successful business. So he had that, right? And I think that's so important and what a lot of people don't have. And I hope you did have it, but if you didn't, good job. I'm so proud of you because you took that step, even though everyone in your life wasn't supporting you. I had that one person and I, and I see the value in it, but I can also from that see how fucking hard it would have been and how I probably wouldn't have done it as soon or as quick and be as audacious as I was and bold if it wasn't for that support system, right? That's undeniable. It would have happened, but it just would have been delayed. So shout out to you if you didn't have that support system because damn, That's tough because it's literally like, like they say, the spiritual girly is like an ego death. You're, you're, you're shedding everything you knew, your whole belief system of what careers and society is and what your path is. And all of a sudden it's just different in a way more scary and unknown way. And one that a lot of people don't agree with or will, or will judge you heavily for. So it's a lot to take on. And Gen Psycho's live, right? And I, I walk that stage, and I'm graduating, right? I have two jobs, essentially. I have my random business and I have my secure job. And like I said, I went all in because I did make10,000 dollars my first month, and then I made it again the second and again the third. And then you want to know what I did on the third month? I quit my secure nine-to-five job. I quit. I went all the way in from the jump. And I said, I'm going to do this. I had, God bless my parents, okay? God bless my dad specifically. My mom has been in the government her whole life. And she was like, oh my God, crying. Like, I am so proud of you. Spread your wings. Don't do what I did. Please, like, that's incredible. I applaud you, my love. Like, she was so happy and excited for me that I wasn't settling. On the flip side, my dad he was he was super not in agreement with this step even though he was an entrepreneur he started three successful businesses let that go now he's in a really good corporate job and he has been for years i think almost a decade but he dabbled in entrepreneurship his whole life and so to not have that necessarily support from him was really hurtful and I was at that age of still really wanting validation from him and still trying to like make him proud right because as I said in the beginning of, of, of this episode my whole life was about living his goal list his path and what they said was right and what was wrong and this is what it is and that's just the dynamic of a lot of families and that's okay that's not wrong but I still had that inner feeling of I need to make him proud I need to make him proud I need to make him proud And so it really fucking hurt me when he was upset. He was so angry when I sent in my resignation letter. And it wasn't a malicious, it wasn't a hostile place. It was coming from a place of protection, right? And as a parent, you think you know what's best. But one of my biggest lessons that I have here that I said I wrote down, one of my three main ones, is just because your parents and family have known you for the longest does not mean that they know what is best for you. I would like to argue that their thought of what is best is actually what's holding you back. They have an idea of what success is. It is just a straight up projection. They're putting out their insecurities and limiting beliefs and thoughts on you. And this idea of what you should be, kind of live, a lot of the time it can be the life they wanted to live and they want that for you. And even though it's coming from such a genuine place and and a place of, I want you to succeed, you're my child. It's hindering you and your success, your creativity, your change maker self, your leadership. It's dimming that light because you're focusing on their light that they were not able to completely illuminate within their life. And that is a huge lesson that I had to face. Because I got so much backlash from some friends, right? My peers, people at work, a lot of judgment, a lot of judgment. Because I was in a marketing um, sector within the government. I led some of the biggest marketing campaigns in the government of Canada. We did web services. I managed thousands of government websites. So a lot of them took web design and graphic in university. So they were heavy on who the fuck do you think you are, Natasha? And I just had to tune it out. And I got called, what are you trying to be, an influencer, the Instagram girl? Like, what's going on here? And I, without knowing my path, I didn't have a crazy five, 10 year plan. I just started my business. I knew I was going to blow this shit up. I knew Instagram was going to be a huge avenue of success for me. I didn't know how. I didn't know all the marketing, all the entrepreneurs. I didn't immerse myself within that world yet, but I just knew. Call it divine, your higher self. So I caught myself from the very jump. Even though, yes, at moments I'm human, it felt, it hurt, it sucked, I was upset, I was bothered, I wanted the validation, but I also caught myself a lot of the time being like, fuck that, I'm going to do it, and it was a big, big, big reason why it lit a fire under me, I wanted to prove a lot of people wrong and maybe that's not the healthiest way but it's the honest way and i'm just going to keep it a buck and i know a lot of you i know you can probably resonate with that that you've had that in some moments i've really released it for years now but it was present and it was a big driving factor to my success so i like i said i i quit i submitted my resignation letter and i continued to flourish and within 6 months I scaled to six figures, literally just by using Instagram, with a few hundred followers. And at that point, I also decided to expand into a digital marketing and design agency. The day I quit, a few short days after that, I did expand in month three around month four to a digital marketing and design agency because I knew I wanted to do more. And it was when I started to see 10k months and how how rare that was in the beginning. And I, I was like, i got a lot to say here. And through all my questions and the DMs of people, oh my gosh, how are you doing it? Like your Instagram strategy, your captions are captivating. You communicate well, your copy is good. Like what's going on? And I I was getting fed up of the tired advice. And I was getting fed up with all the free advice I was giving in the DMs. So I was like, I'm going to create the Instagram kit. And that was my big journey into passive income um, and saw so much success with that. And it was a big reason as to how I scaled to six figures so quickly because I did make a lot of passive income from that and income from launching it uh, again and again. So I'm knee deep in my business now, right? I created the Instagram kit. I'm seeing success. I flopped. Oh my gosh. I flopped my first launch for that. I thought the whole, I thought Instagram was going to blow up, bitch. I thought everyone was going to roll out the red carpet, be like, whoa, whoa, Natasha's launching. I had no idea what I was doing. No idea. Not a single person, not a single person bought it. Okay. But you know what did happen is I look at failure as the, the biggest opportunity within my business as should you, and. I took every single lesson, every every hiccup, failure, bump in the road, what didn't work, what did kind of work. And I started to make sales over time. And then I made, I sold hundreds of copies and then I sold thousands of copies. And then I went on to launch my second digital offer, which this is where my business really started to blossom. And a lot of manifestations came, came about this is where I had my spiritual awakening as well. I got very spiritual here. I wasn't really before. I didn't look at that at all. Um, And I launched Passive Profits, my second digital course as I'm designing, as I'm being waitlisted three months with websites. My business was flourishing and now we're approaching end of 2019 and 2020. And that's when I all of a sudden was faced with I'm about to hit multiple six figures. First of all, that's crazy. Second of all, I got nominated by Faces Magazine for CEO of the Year. That was a huge authority builder. At this point, I traveled to Mexico. I traveled to Spain. I traveled to New York while I was making passive income, while I was designing websites, while I was running my business. This was during my spiritual awakening. And I was like, I felt... Like I was on the biggest high. I will always remember that phase of around August to the first month of 2020, January, around there. That phase, those few months were pure fucking magic. Magic was in the air. I was doing the meditation. The hot girl walks like crazy. I was journaling. I felt so connected to me and my vision and my purpose. And it showed. I was traveling and that was a foreign concept because all I ever knew and all I ever thought was I was going to be in a cubicle. And I remember every summer throughout university, when I was in my government job full time, I'd look out the the window in the, in the break room and I'd be eating and I'm like, can you imagine enjoying your summer? Like, what if I was out at the beach right now? What if I was out with friends? What if I was traveling? What if I was sun tanning? Like, what if I was just being, having a hot girl summer? But instead, I'm stuck here every day, and it was actually so painful. I hated summertime because of that. I enjoyed the part time. I liked being out and about. So traveling and making money and actually living this this life of entrepreneurship and being a digital nomad was crazy. And you want to know what? Again, another manifestation is growing up. When I was in high school and you know university at moments. I had this inner turmoil that actually caused a few arguments with my dad because I was like, okay, I'm going to take a year off and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to travel before I get into my career and master's. And I know you want that, but like, I'm really feeling called to travel the world. I don't know where, but I really want to. And it always was like, no, you need to get out. You're going to lose that fire. You're going to lose job opportunities. But I always said, right after university. I just want to take, even if it's six months, I just want to travel, please. I just want to travel and just want to do what I'm going to save up a little and and live my life a little and get out of that rat race for a bit. And in that moment, I remember vividly remembering like, holy fuck, my business has allowed me to do just that and make a bunch of money. My business allowed me to have that manifestation come to fruition that was a big full circle moment for me. Um, and at this point, so as I mentioned, I had, I was about to, I was making my passive profits. I was making money with the Instagram kit. I was waitlisted with my designing. It was popping. It was in my peach era. If you were there, okay. My Instagram, my peach filter, all this stuff. It was really in then. <laughs> I swear. It's kind of ick now, but I look back and I'm like, oh, the peach phase. That was, that was iconic. <laughs> and I got nominated CEO of the year, traveling. And then that, this is the moment when I got invited to be a public speaker. This was right as I was launching Passive Profits, hit that $51,000 launch, 10K cash again, 20K cash here, 30K. It was crazy. All of it kind of happened in a span of, say, three to four months and I got offered to to speak and be a keynote speaker and that at the moment, okay, because I didn't do live lessons, I didn't speak publicly, I didn't do mentorship, I didn't do any of that. It was all pre-recorded or it was captions and, you know, I didn't actually show my face a lot at all on my Instagram because I was petrified of speaking petrified ask anyone in my university if I had to speak I was shaking in my boots my upper lip sweat she was glistening exposed okay like it was very embarrassing um it was quite bad so at this point I was yet again faced with a huge moment of do I stay comfortable or do I flourish and go into discomfort and at this point I knew that was going to push me I knew it I knew it even though I was literally about to yak at the thought of it I'm like I have I have to do it so, I did. And I said yes, and I, I I practiced, and i I made it like a craft, ok? Like I really wanted to master that craft of public speaking. i I bought all the books, I did trainings. I did all the things, ok? And then, if you want to get the whole bus story, I have made a podcast episode. We'll link it in the show notes as well. But we made a whole podcast episode on how I got hit by a fucking bus, Regina George Style, because I got hit by a bus. A week before my speaking event, okay, in March 2020. Yeah, it like it happened. You can laugh. It's hilarious. I implore you to have a little gander at that episode. Okay, so all these, all this magic is happening, right? I really want to paint the picture here of pure golden magic. I'm building so much authority, like I'm knee deep in the successes, multi-six figures. But you wanna know what kept ca- coming up despite the success and me not seeing a lot of failure and maybe it's like a little delusion because I don't see failure as failure I see it again as the best and biggest moments of opportunity anytime I have failed or had a hiccup I come back 10 times stronger but I kept getting faced with extreme burnout like extreme I had no desire to post hated Instagram at moments I, I I, was following the rules, right? I was a big rule follower there. I always followed what my dad thought I should do. I was a big strategy girl. So I had all the Excel sheets. I followed all the 90 day launch plans. I, I really immersed myself. I really put myself into the student role and just like was a sponge how do how can i how can i get people to buy how can i be successful what is marketing outside of university and my degree even though i've leveraged it a fuck ton i knew this was modern and different okay and i kept getting faced with burnout and i had to push through i i think i went through you'll even if you go back down to the bottom of my instagram grid you'll see a post actually i pulled the post up and this is exactly what it said i've taken an entire month off and i'm not sweating it for a second and I'm taking two weeks off at the end of this month to go in full creation mode. And this is where I started to really, really, really dabble in breaking the rules and deciding what the fuck I want to do, not what everyone else tells me have to do. Not not following what everyone else is telling me I have to do from social media managers to mentors to gurus, okay? I was over it, all of the changing strategies six times a week, three times. Like I followed that freaking 2019 era of posting of three times a week. Engage for the first 10 minutes, like 10 posts, follow, engage with your ideal client avatar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Listen, bitch, I did all that. And I just, even though I was seeing successes, I was like run down and I also started to have another identity crisis because I was starting to despise building websites. It's a big project. I was was taking on too much and I realized I was capped. What made me really realize that was my passive income, my digital marketing side of my business where I would make money without having to do a bunch of work. And hey, I'm the first one to say it. Money's sexy. Money's empowering. Being financially literate is great. Um, And wanting to be a rich bitch ain't... There's nothing wrong with that, okay? Just got to lay that one out there. And it was a beautiful feeling of having multiple streams of revenue at this point, bringing multiple six figures in. I was like, wow, okay, so I don't have to bust my ass for weeks, months on a project in order to make this type of money. Like That's crazy. And I... Caught myself turning clients down. I was so uninspired by web design. And I just like I'm like, if I have to make a fucking logo, I swear to God, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. So I took another break. I think at this point, as I mentioned, I took about three social media breaks, not that long, about two weeks to three weeks. And I think my longest one was that month and a half. But it was at. This is another big pivotal moment in the story. It was at the end of summer of 2020, around August, where I said, No, I'm done. I'm done. I cried a lot again. And I was like, I got to cancel my web design. Did I know what I wanted to do really? No, no, I didn't. I did not. But what was my biggest rude awakening? And again, this is where you can find beauty in disaster, beauty in disaster. I'm so grateful for what I'm about to tell you because this was the reason that I stepped into my actual calling and with the most fire within me, like the most passion and determination to make this fucking work. As I took my break, I was traveling. I was going to cottages a lot in the summer. I was really just decompressing and really trying to reconnect with like, what do I want to do? Because this is not it. And shortly after, I came to the realization that I want to become a business mentor. But I had some really bad mindset around that. And again, I think you can resonate with this. If I had a dollar for how many times someone told me or I heard through the grapevine in the industry how toxic that space is, how nasty and malicious and how cutthroat it can be and how it feels like high school or not a lot of integrity, a lot of shit work, or you have this big expectation, you get it and it's not that good. I was so scared of being that and I had this perception that I was going to be exactly that. But it hit me like a ton of bricks that, hey, just because that's someone else's lived experiences and someone's approach does not mean it has to be mine and I can actually be a breath of fresh air a light within the industry and lead and make that my white space that my unique selling factor and really 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 love on my people in a integrity filled way authentic genuine way I follow some of the principles of you know great engagement community really relationship building that's always been a pillar in both my businesses And I built up an incredible community. Heck, I was able to bring in multi six figures with less than a thousand followers at one point. That's incredible. So I was like, okay, mindset shift. Great. Let's take this action. So, did I ever take action? I planned in October 2020, September and October 2020, I was planning to start a membership. And then, and I also planned to launch the sales expert bundle. It was a course. Okay. And I did. I launched the sales expert bundle and it was supposed to be a hundred thousand dollar launch projected. I launched the membership. It was very successful. But during this, this disaster happened, which as I mentioned, was the biggest blessing. I got disabled on Instagram. Not once, twice. That felt crippling because you know what? It was. I wasn't sustainable. That was my business. I didn't have really have an email list. I wasn't cross brand awareness. I wasn't building on my own digital space. I, I, for weeks, I didn't have a business. All my leads, my money, my visibility, my actual digital storefront was gone. Besides my website, I took it as a sign to throw throw the towel in. But instead, I remember and thank God for shout out to spirituality. This was a big reason. I I was like, what is how? What's the lesson? How can I come out of this on top? And how can I help people also learn from my mistakes? This was my era of sustainability. This was my big moment that led to the social experiment, which led to almost seven fingers scaled in 2021. It led to so much. And I didn't see it then, but I see it now. That moment of being disabled forced me to come back with that fire. I I started the podcast, Tash Talk Season 1 my YouTube channel. I went crazy with my emails. I opened a Facebook group, the Entrepreneur Hub, that quickly grew to over a hundred people inside of it. And I did all the things. I followed Omnipresent. and I stayed top of mind. I stayed memorable. I hustled. I busted my ass. Didn't miss an episode. I went all in and I wanted to say, fuck you. You will never take my business away on my own space, I'm going to be diverse. I'm going to serve. If one channel drops, I'm going to have this. No, and I was determined. And from that determination and that big boost in visibility and authority, I successfully created and launched my first signature program, No Figures to Six Figures. That was an $81,000 launch close to six figures. That blew my mind. I couldn't fathom that success and that money. Because I hadn't seen that in one shot just yet. That was what I always heard about and why I I, I look back and I see the disconnect of designing because I followed a lot of coaches and I'm like, well, how can I have these launches? And I see because I was a designer, you know, I couldn't hit that really. As a mentor, you can. And I did. And then a few months go by and I have nearly a 200K launch. Okay. Then I look back quarter one in 2021, I hit. $300,000 $300,000 because I launched a mastermind. I launched a mini mind. I launched one-on-one, sold it out right away. It was, my mentorship business blew up, quite literally felt like overnight. But that's because I did the years of work, right? I did digital marketing, I did courses, I had authority. I had a really, 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 really engaged audience. I was and still am known for that engagement because I take the time to love on my people. I know buyer and consumer behavior like the back of my hand. So I, I played into that within my strategies. And it worked tremendously well. And here I am, okay, built up my second business, blink of an eye, to multi six figures again. But I was so fucking burnt out. I was so burnt out. I was fed up yet again with the strategies. And I'm like, ah, here we go again. What What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Uh, and I had to redo a lot. I still had a lot of back-end things I had to switch over, right? From designing to mentorship. Needed a website upgrade. Needed all the logo stuff. I really needed to like solidify that in, in my legacy and my brand identity. But I was avoidant. I'm heavy on avoidant in my attachment style. And I, and I avoided like the freaking plague. And then one day I decided after earning multi six figures and a little into 2021, I said, I'm going to say, fuck the rules, and I'm going to be an audacious leader. I'm going to do something that has never been seen before, and I'm going to make this small decision a culture-shaping moment and a defining factor within the industry to help female founders become more self-led, to stop looking for validation in their coach, mentor, industry, peers, biz besties, partners. Instead, have this unyielding self-trust unyielding self-trust and just fucking go after it. Stop waiting for the best strategy. Stop following all the rules. Stop doing every little thing in a cookie cutter way. Be genuine. Try test shit out. Think outside of the box in some ways, not every way. If it's not broken, don't fix it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel for everything. But I challenged myself to lead in this journey of the social experiment. That's what I called it. So I stopped every single thing that was working in my business and I set up, I set out for this this year long journey. And I'm not going to get fully into this because I have a whole other episode, part two here, um, the social experiment where I really get into that. But my journey here was in some spark notes, built my first business, digital marketing and design to multi six figures. I had some awesome seasons, some really low ones from my energy But my income and my success always grew, but I was feeling depleted. To then starting my mentorship business, blowing that up, and then deciding to be a total change maker in that sense and lead in a different light, in a different way. And 2021 was one for the books. Experiment finished, closed off. I scaled to nearly a million dollars in one year when I showed up less, did less than ever before. I broke industry norms. I shifted my mindset in so many ways. I grew, I evolved, I watered, nurtured myself in ways that were so fulfilling and nourishing to my growth as a human being, my energetics and all of this, right? As a mentor, as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur. And this put me down the path of the rebrand, the new era, which that is part three, which we will be unpacking. So I won't fully get into that. But my story brings me here right now, where I am so fucking fulfilled. I don't have an ounce of burnout. I've never been more inspired. I feel like I have a wealth of knowledge and experiences and real, real raw hardships of this crazy journey we call entrepreneurship. After the two businesses, the experiment, my crazy stories of service providers, client breakups and client wins and highlights, we all go through that. We all go through that, okay? and i'm so excited to bring all of this to you because i have so much to say and it's been a year of silence and i'm i'm finally here and i'm i'm ready to to tell these telling tales and that's that's my story of entrepreneurship i it's been a wild ride it's been a crazy one fulfilling it, it, it's such a journey and it's a blessing and it's definitely not for the faint i'll tell you that but my few my few lessons here, my two other ones that I just want to kind of conclude with my story here and close off on is even if you're getting all the hate, okay, this is for my new entrepreneurs, my newer, but this can be literally for anyone because this can come up a lot, especially if you do some embodiment, deep self work. Um, Because let's face it, entrepreneurship is basically one big self-development journey. We all didn't know that. I sure didn't. Really takes you through the freaking mud of your shadows. (laughs) And you have a lot of ego deaths. But even if you're getting all the hate, backlash, and judgment from the people in your real life, do it anyways. I challenge you to be audacious. Be fucking bold and trust that inner fire no matter what anyone says or what they think is best for you, whatever they've spent years crafting for you and paying for you to go down this path, do whatever the fuck you want, because that is where your light is going to shine. That's where you're going to change lives. And that's where you're going to live a really, really remarkable life that you're going to look back on and feel so much gratitude. And you can say, I did that. I have no regrets because I did the scary shit. If I didn't go against and tune out what everyone said, if I focus on, oh, am I the Instagram girl? Am I like, I should be a secu- in a secure job. I'm going to give away a 61K salary job at 21 that I can climb up and be safe for life, pension, all that. If I did that and I did what was safe, I wouldn't be sitting here today as a self-made millionaire. I wouldn't be sitting here today, smiling ear to ear, giddy, living a life of luxury. It's a pinch me moment. So please, if I can give you some big sis advice here, fuck the judgment, the backlash, be audacious. And to go into my third point, do not settle ever. Take the risks and go all in, okay? And as I mentioned, failure is the best avenue to opportunity and unwavering success. The success that you didn't even see. The path that you didn't even see. It's through those moments that you would reignite that fire within you and find one far bigger, a purpose far bigger than what you once saw it for. That is the greatness, Right? think of Instagram I could have threw in the towel think of when I felt super down but no I dug into the uncomfortable feelings and I found the opportunity and that was my white space that was my unique brilliance those were my aha moments that turned into pure greatness so that's my story. That's the remastered origin story, the telling tale of a seven-figure, a self-made millionaire, seven-figure earner, entrepreneur, okay? And I just want to say thank you. This was a little more lengthy episode, but I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. I have my documentary series, The Origin Story, that was a visual representation of this very short, I think it's like 54 seconds or something around that. But if you tuned in this whole way, I appreciate you. I love you, chicken. And I hope you resonated with some key moments. And if you did, listen, I love to hear. Please, please let me know where you connected, where you resonated, where I lit a fire or ooh, I called you right out, girly pop. If you're like, damn, Tasha, I'm actually still settling here. I'm still listening to what my parents think I should do or I don't want to go all in or I have gone all in, but I'm still going back there. Ah! let me know how you connected with this connection is powerful don't be shy shoot me a dm okay at natasha.zoric on instagram or you can email me back at hello at natashazoric.com. instagram's probably better but i would love to hear from you and i will see you in the next episode Thank you for listening to the Tash Talks podcast. My name is Natasha Zoric, and I encourage you to be an audacious leader in both your life and business. If you love tuning in, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow along at wwwnatashazoriccom podcast and over on Instagram at natasha.zoric. See you soon.